On this episode of Main Street Magic, John shares his experience on the Disney Dream during spring break. This is episode 64 of the Main Street Magic podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Main Street Magic. I am your host, Jeremy Stein, and I've got my co-host back, Mr. John Marone. Ahoy! Make sure you check us out on the web at MainSTMagic.com and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at MainSTMagic. So where are you calling in today from, John? Not the Disney cruise, of course, but... I am, I am not on the cruise. Uh, I am in uh, the panhandle of Florida in Sandestin. Not bad. Um, not bad. I mean, again, I am not on the beach. I am sitting in a hotel room, and I worked all day. So while this is a wonderful vacation spot for many people, um, I do not get to partake in any of that. <laughs> did you um? Did you get any of the crazy weather this morning? Not not like you guys did, and the uh, and you and the national news and all that. Right. Um, well, Main I, Street um, Magic on the national news, CBS Evening News. I um. Yeah, we had insane hail, like nothing I've ever seen in my entire life. And um, yeah, I put it out on Main Street Magic Twitter, and it blew up big time. Yeah, Michelle called me in a panic this morning after dropping the kids off at school and driving oh, yeah. home. And um, so, in I mean, I've seen hail before, but when she started sending me photos of what the driveway looked like and uh, just the size of it, and then I saw your video, um, crazy insane so, yeah i'm sure there was a ton of damage there i bet um around the neighborhood and cars and all yeah. that yeah i bet we we got lucky we got home about two minutes before it started and i know michelle was still driving in it some so yeah hopefully everything will get worked out but um so so Rhonda and i uh last week we broke down our um spring break trip to walt disney world and it was insane i mean the crowds were nuts and we had an absolute blast and we really got to do everything we wanted to do, especially because we had a little bit of extra magic, you know, if, if people go back and listen. But man, I would have loved to have done what you did during spring break on a Disney cruise because I, it can only get so crowded, right? I mean, they're only going to sell so many tickets. So I have a feeling it was nothing near what we experienced. So I really want to, we're going to break this into two parts uh, today's part will be more about the ship, uh, the entertainment, the recreation. Uh, I know Michelle got a chance to run a 5K on Castaway Key, and we want to really dive into that. And then the next episode, we'll talk about all of the amazing food you guys ate. So um, can you tell us a little bit more about the ship, about the length of your cruise, uh, the port you went out of, and just give us uh, real quick, I guess, a broad overview and then we can start to really nail down into the entertainment and recreation. Sure. So um, as we talk about it, Disney puts out their itineraries for the cruises 15 months ahead. That's when you people can start booking. Wow. And the way that cruises work is that is the cheapest fare. So if you book 15 months out right when they release it, you're going to have the least expensive fare. As you get closer and closer to the cruise, it gets more and more expensive. I almost consider it to very similar to like how um, 
a flight would be, right? The further out you book a flight, it tends to be cheaper. As you get closer, it gets more expensive. And then if there are any, um, you know, cabins left towards the end, they will discount for military and Florida residents. So if somebody um, is willing to book and go on a cruise and they have their passports and they can go on a two, three, four-week notice, there's actually some really good rates if you can be that spontaneous. Oh, but wow. otherwise, the best thing for you really is to book 15 months out. Okay. Now, Disney, obviously, four ships. So the first two ships were the Magic and the Wonder. Each of those have 875 staterooms. And then there's the latest two, which are the Dream and the Fantasy, and both of those are 1,250 staterooms. So this was our third cruise. All three of them have been on the dream and the dream goes out of Port Canaveral. So Port Canaveral, um, for the most part where we live in St. Augustine, it's about two hours straight South. If you are at Disney world, you're less than two hours, but you're pretty much two hours due East. Okay. Um, so that's where the, where the port is almost central Florida on the East coast, um, for right there. The dream goes out on a Monday and it comes back on Friday and then leaves on Friday and comes back on Monday. So you can either do okay. a four, a, a four night or a three night. Those are your two options with the dream. Um, you know, with those 1250 staterooms, you are at max guest capacity of 4,000 people. Wow. And then you're about a little over 1500 crew. So, you know, the ship there, um, yeah, you're, if max capacity and this, this cruise was sold out as far as cabins. Um, so you're looking if every cabin was filled to max capacity and all the crew was on there, you're about 56, 5,700 people, um, for that boat. There are a couple times or places where you can feel that, but for the most part, it's a big boat. And I, Michelle and I laugh because we actually just found an area of the boat that we hadn't even seen before. So <laughs> third cruise and we didn't, we hadn't even found it before. So, That's um, insane. yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> now when you book your cruise, Disney usually requires you to put about, um, I believe it's 20 or 25% down. Okay. So say I book 15 months away, I'm putting 20 or 25% down today. I then can pay any way I want, but I have to be paid, if I'm correct, 90 days before the cruise. Okay. So if I want to make payments, I can. And it's really no more than going into the, you know, to DisneyCruise.com, you know, putting in a credit card or bank account or whatever and just doing it. So we um, we would just make payments. But for me, you, you there's certain dates you want to make your payment by. If you are a first-time cruiser, and this is important. This is your first Disney cruise. There are things that you can book ahead of time before the cruise. You can book spa. You can book cabanas on Castaway Key. You could book, ex, you know, um, shore excursions. You could book specialty di- dining. There's lots of things you could book ahead of time. But if it's your first cruise ever, the furthest away you can book is 75 days before the cruise, as long as you're completely paid. Okay. okay. But now if I've taken at least one cruise, 
I am now a silver Castaway Key member, and I can now book my items 90 days ahead. Oh, okay. If I've done more than five cruises, I am now gold. I can book 105 days away. And if I've done, completed more than 10 cruises, I'm now platinum. I could book 120 days away. Wow. Now, how, how quick do those book up? Like, is that, how much of an advantage is that? It is a big advantage. And I think the one thing that is most, that goes the most, and this is crazy, but there are private cabanas on Castaway Key. Mm-hmm. These cabanas go for the day of upwards of $500. I'd say oh, they're 500 wow. to 600 bucks. Those on my 90 day, I have never had one available for the last two cruises. Really? So it's crazy. Th- so th- yeah, so those go to really gold and platinum um or I believe if you book a concierge suite, you okay. um you get that ahead of time. So, but, but there's no it's discount. a limited number. There's no, no discount, right? It's just the availability to book. The availability to book. Okay. Yep. Man. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's it. I mean, everything else, I think you could pretty much book what you want. Um, there are other, other things that do kind of fill up, you know, kind of quick, but – it, most of those, it, you know, as long as you've made one cruise before, you're you're pretty well okay. okay. And there are a couple things that maybe somebody backed out or they held some back, and you can book them when you get on board. Um, so a couple of things. So once you book your cruise, I, I think one of the most important things is you want to download the free Disney Cruise Line Navigator app. Mm-hmm. So this app has a couple features. The number one feature is it has a countdown clock, right? So you put down the date that you're starting your cruise and whenever you open the day app, it's going to tell you how many days, hours, minutes, and seconds until your cruise. So it's cool (laughs) just to be able to check in and see um, how long that you have going. Of course. But once you are on the boat, this here becomes a source of your itinerary. So you can look up anytime what's going on and where, and you could put a little heart by it and everything. So if it's something you want to do, it's going to pop up first. So you can really use that. They still pass out paper navigators. They leave them in your room the night before. So right Monday night, they leave you a navigator for what's going to happen on Tuesday. But this app has the whole week ahead of time, so you can kind of go through it. So you have your itinerary. But the second thing is if everybody in your party has it, you can text amongst each other for free on the ship. Oh, nice. Um, so if, you know, one person is, you know, at one side of the ship and somebody else wanted to go see a show, and you can still text back and forth. Um, Disney does provide these phones on board called Wave Phones, which that really was the way that you kind of used to text, but it was that old way of texting, right? It was nine keys, and if I wanted to press a certain letter, I had to press the, you know, the five three times and then go to the three twice and all that. And um, It could be a pain, so we did not use the Wave Phones at all this trip. Um, we used our, our phones. Now, on our phones, it's just a matter of putting it in airplane mode and connecting to Disney's Wi-Fi. 
and you're able to text. You don't have access to internet there, but there are internet packages that you can purchase. Okay. Um, internet is pretty slow on the ship yeah. and you're not going to want to be doing a ton of things for us. We use it as a great opportunity to just completely unplug yeah. and we don't even bother about it, but they do give you that when you get on board, if you sign up for it right away, you do get some free internet minutes. Um, you get 50 meg of data for your cabin for the length of the cruise as long as you sign up before it takes away from the dock, or I think okay. by midnight that night. So it, it's something that if, if you need to check email a couple times, it'll do it. You're not going to download and watch a movie. Okay, fair enough. Um, the next thing that you get to do based upon your time, that's 75 days, 90 days, 105, 120 days, is you get to go on and you get to register not only all the guests, put um, passport numbers, register your kids for the kids club, and I'll talk more about that later, but you can register them ahead of time um, for that. But you also get to pick what time you would like to check in on the ship. So check in on the ship is, I believe, the first time slot is probably, gosh, I want to say it's 10 o'clock, 10 a.m., and the last one is about 3.30. Now, that's not what time you board the ship, but that's what time you go and check in. So let's talk about the check-in process. Um, we're fortunate enough we drive. It's two hours. So our check-in time for this cruise was 10.30. I try and choose as early as possible. Yeah. I want the most time there. Um, and I'll explain in a minute. So we dro drove... And get to the port about 9.30. There are people exiting the ship, right? Yeah. So it is somewhat chaos. But what you do is you, as you pull up to the ship, you can drop off luggage. So you're going to have, obviously, if you are driving, right? If you're flying or you're coming from Disney and you're using Magical Express, obviously everything else is different, right? So, right. Um, here, I'm just talking about those people fortunate enough to be close enough that they are just driving themselves. Um, Disney, a few weeks ahead, sends you luggage tags. Mm -hmm. So you will put the luggage tags on your um, bags that you are dropping off and then carry on, right? Take a backpack, take something and, um, you, you know, your carry on, you're going to want medicine. You're going to want to carry on um, bathing suits or, you know, if the, um, you need for children, you need certain, um, formula diapers, any of that, that's your carry on. Also alcohol. Um, you are allowed to bring alcohol still on your Disney cruise. You are allowed as an adult to bring two 750 ML bottles of wine per adult or a six pack of beer per adult okay. in carry so on or the in your carry on. It really? cannot be in your check bag. It has to be in your carry on. So for right for two adults, you're bringing on 12 beers or you could bring on up to four bottles of wine. Michelle and I actually brought on wine and we brought on some of the box wine, right? Oh, Instead okay. of carrying around a glass bottle, um, you know, just bringing some of the boxes with us. Nice. You cannot bring any alcohol being 
you know, vodka, rum, any of that. So any spirits you cannot bring, you can only bring beer or wine. Okay. Now, just because I'm me, are, how are they checking it? Like, let's just say, because there are obviously um, uh, wine bottles that have screw-off tops. Is there any chance you screw one off, dump it, and fill it with something like vodka? Or are they going to flat out now? Oh, you know, it's a tough question. This was interesting because what they do is as you're going through security, it's no different than going through air support, airport security. Yeah. I was I was hoping that, you know, my TSA pre-check would work, but it doesn't. <laughs> um, so they put the bag through. They didn't even look at a single one of our wines. Okay. So, you know, I'm not going to tell you that they don't. Right. Um but I mean, and I don't know if they, they have plenty of dogs around there. I'm sure they're um, <laughs> sniffing for something <laughs> those, else. Those vodka sniffing dogs. Yes, those are vodka get sniffing you. <laughs> dogs. So I'm sure they are they are sniffing for something else. So oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. So I'm not going to say it's not possible. Yeah, but probably the, wouldn't the pol- recommend. Yeah, yeah. The policy: wine and beer, no, um, no liquor. That's pretty good though. Still. Um, so when you get there and you pull up, you're going to pull up and you get to go and there are tons of porters there where you pull they a, a person at a guardhouse tells you what where to go take your car, pull up to the porter, pop your trunk or the back of your um, vehicle. He'll come up, you give him the bags and um, you are done. Right. They take your bags. Now they are taking those and they are doing screening on those and everything that has to be done. Um, you know, before they can be put on the ship, but also those bags will make their way outside your room. Their goal is to have all your bags to the outside of your room by one thirty. Okay. The only time it is later is if perhaps they have to go through your bag. So our first cruise, Michelle had brought a personal steamer, right? <laughs> Just a steamer to steam some clothes. That got yanked out of her bag. They keep it when the cruise is over. She then has to go to a separate area to claim it. Oh, wow. Um, But that caused her bag to be delayed versus the rest of ours. Okay. Um, So, you know, that's the thing. And also, once you get on board the ship, you're not, you can't even get to your rooms until 1.30. Any of the hallways that lead to your cabins are roped off until 1.30, and then they're opened up, and you could head to your room at that time. Okay. So you drop your luggage off. If you're going to park your car, there's different areas to park. We park in a garage, which is right across, which is it's it's attached to the gangway to walk onto the ship, to go into the, the main building to check in and then walk on the ship. And for a four-night cruise, I think the parking fee was $85. Okay. You know, right about there, you prepay it. Um, you used to be able to prepay it online. You can't do that anymore. Um, so you just pull up to, a, you know, a little machine and you press a button, swipe a card, you get a receipt, and you pull in the garage park, and you're good to go. So we do that. We line up um, at that time. So we're probably closer to nine forty-five. At about 10 o'clock, they now open it up to allow people to start walking through, and you go through two spots. Your first stop is you go to a little guard where they are going to check 
your the identification of all the adults. Mm. And that's all they're doing here. Right. And they are checking you off the list that you are now boarding or your your whole party is there. You then go to the next area and the next area. This is now where you go through the TSA check in, where you go through the scanner, your bag goes through the machine. And now once you get through that, you are now in the terminal. Once you're in the terminal, now you go to the desk and you check in no different than if you're checking into a hotel room. Um, there is an area to check in if you are concierge or platinum. There's an area to check in if you are part of Castaway Club, which means you've made more than one cruise. And then there's an area for general boarding for those people. It's their first cruise. It is extremely efficient. Um, and what they do there is they take your picture. They already, you've pre-done, you've given your credit card and stuff like that. If not, you do it here. Um, they give the children their bands and the bands are for the kids club to check them in and out. Mm -hmm. So they get their bands there and it's, it's similar to a magic band, except one difference is they put a lock on it. The children will wear it for the whole cruise. Oh, wow. They will swim in it. They will sleep in it. They will shower in it. Like when you go into like a, um, like I'm trying to think like you go into a, uh, yeah, the ones that you literally have to almost cut to get off. Yeah, so it's not that bad because really what they do is they cut off this lock, which is just the plastic okay. over it. So if you think of your magic band, right, which is bracelet and it just snaps together, yep. they put a little plastic lock or that and lock is a wrong. That's what they call it. But yeah. they put a piece of plastic over it so you can't undo it. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And then they cut that off at the end of the cruise, take their magic band back, and that's it. Okay. Um, so all of that is done then, and then you are giving a boarding group assignment um, with a number. And, gosh, I wish I knew what the numbers went to, but boarding group one boards first, and that is the concierge or platinum guests. Okay. We were in boarding group two. Nice. And so boarding started at 11, let's say 1130 is what time boarding started. I want to say there. So group one is called at 1130. Group, group one, group two is called five to 10 minutes later. So, you know, that that's how they start going through the groups. When you're called... You just show your little, um, you have a card that says what group you're in. You then walk on as you're walking through the gangway towards the ship. There's a number of lines. They will put you in a line and they have three or four different areas where you get your picture taken with your family, um, with a Disney cruise background, um, right then and there. Okay. Now pictures, there are lots of things picture wise on the boat. Um, you can prepay pictures, no different than how you do at the parks, where you can prepay and get every picture that's done. Um, we did not do that. I just we have bought a picture here or there before in the other ones, but what we find is right, we buy them. It's great, we love it, and then we have no place to put it. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's just it's another picture, so. 
I mean, we take plenty of pictures ourselves, but we didn't really worry about it. And I want to say it's about for that four nine cruise, it was about 185 bucks or something for us to have all the photos, oh, or wow. you can just go and individually buy a photo or two. And they're about similar to theme park, you know, 20, 25 bucks a photo. Yeah. Um, but there are plenty of photo opportunities on the ship and I could see where the cost would be worth it if you would like to have plenty of photos. Yeah. Um, so now when you walk on the ship, you walk across the gangway, you are now on the ship. There are people there. They will ask you your name and then they will announce you to the boat. So for us, you know, it was here and welcome aboard the Maroon family. And then everybody, you know, people are clapping and you walk on board. Well, we were probably one of the first, I don't know, 30 or 40 families on board. So the only people there to welcome us were the crew. I mean, the ship was empty. We were just, we were on um, so early. But why do you want to be on early? There's a lot to do. So I made a list of just things to do if you're on early. Okay. So number one. If you are going to run the 5K at Castaway Key, you cannot register for that ahead of time. You have to register for that when you are on the boat. So Michelle wanted to do it. We got on the boat. The very first thing she did was go to the guest services desk and register for the 5K. Okay. It doesn't cost anything to do this race. Oh, nice. I didn't realize Um, that. But you do have to register for it. I want to say, I, just because I overheard a cast member, th- about 300 people registered and 285 actually showed up for the race. Um, so on our itinerary, just to give you real quick, day one is your sail away, right? So nothing on day one. Day two is you're at port in Nassau, the Bahamas for most of the day. Day three is Castaway Key. Day four is you're at sea all day. And then day five, they're surely off the ship as quick as they can. Um, <laughs> so for that Nassau, they, the people who are running the 5K, they all get together and meet early in a predetermined spot. They are given instructions. They are signed in. Um, and everything that goes for the, you know, that goes along with the 5k. And then those are the first people to disembark the ship at castaway key. So I believe they get off at eight 30 and then everybody else can get off after them or as they would say, nine o'clock. But I think we got off. We, I had the kids with me. We wanted to get to the finish line to see Michelle at the finish line. And yet we still wanted to grab some beach chairs so we actually got off right after the last person for the 5K. Um, so one, you want to register for the 5K if so that's something you're going to do. Number two, there are lots of character meet and greets on the ship and throughout the cruise. But there are a few of them that require a ticket. And that ticket has a time on it. So it could be meeting, you know, um, the princesses from frozen, or maybe it's a certain Cinderella meet and greet or whatever. So you want to go and If you're going to do those characters, you want to go get your character meet and greet tickets. So that's another thing you could do if you're on early. Third thing, there are two dinings, two dining services in the evening. You either have your early dining or your late dining. Your early dining is at five 45 
Your late dining is at 8.30. If you would like to change your dining time, if it's available, that opens up for you to change at, I believe, um, 1.30. So you'd want to be there early. We, and I don't know, something I'm sure I messed up when I booked the cruise, but somehow I ended up with second seating, and I needed to change it to the first seating. Okay. So I was the first person in line to get that done. Um, oftentimes they will open it early, um, but I got that done and got switched to the first seating. Last time I was on the cruise, I changed what order of restaurants I wanted to dine in, and that's another place where you go and do it. Or say you want to take advantage of some of the premium dining options. If you haven't booked them ahead, you can go take advantage of those um, then. So you can change okay. your dining. Next, lunch. And lunch starts at 1130. And there are two places to have lunch, which is your full buffet. One of them is a place called Cabana's, which is on deck 11, which is also your pool deck. And this is where if you want to go to town on your crab legs and shrimp, and and everything and yet have a nice view of outside or you can go to deck two to enchanted garden which has the same buffet but it's in the middle of the ship so you really don't get that great of a view hmm. you can swim right the pool gets open the aqueduct which is the water coaster that's on the ship is open so you can go head up to deck 11 and Hop in the pool, start riding the aqueduct, and get that stuff done before the massive crowds gets there. Okay. And that's something where we see people wearing their bathing suits on board, or if you're carrying that carry-on, just bring it with you. Yeah. Right? Have it. You can change, um, you know, in the in the bathroom there or whatever you need to do to get ready. And then one of the other things you can do is there is a certain thing with the spa. So there is the census spa. The Census Spa sells a pass for the length of cruise. So for this four-night cruise, it's $144 a couple, but it gives you access to the rainforest within the spa. And the rainforest is a special area that it's limited to the number of people who have access to it. They will sell some day passes, but for the length of cruise ones, it is limited to so many people get them. And when you go check into the spa, you get a special band, and this gives you access to a couple different steam rooms. It gives you access to these different showers. So these showers are, um, you wear your bathing suit. They kept telling us. So apparently somebody tried doing these um, without bathing suits at some point. So these are, this is co-ed. This is more couples. This is not a uh, men or women only or any kind of European spa. You wear your bathing suit in these showers, but there's a shower and you can do um, different temperature settings, different type of scents, different types of rainfall. So you can do a rainforest, you can do a jungle, you can do whatever, right? So there's those. There are a couple of um, hot tubs, which are out on a deck right out of the edge of the boat. Um, two of those. And then also there are about 12 of these stone heated lounge chairs. What? So stone they're, heated they're, lounge chairs? Yeah, they're awesome. They're just, they have these stones. They're, the chairs are heated. And I'm telling you, you sit on these things and it's not hot. It's just warm. 
And huh. I mean, it just relaxes you and it just feels great. I mean, That's awesome. so yeah, it's, it's great. Now it's costly. I mean, it, you know, one forty four and being able to find time to go do it. And are you going to do it every day? Um, you, you got to figure it out. So, um, but it's fun. It's nice. It's not very crowded, but it's a neat thing to do. So to but that me, would have been your price all... for your length of stay. The one forty four for each of you. Would yes. Have been your entire no, that's trip? for the couple. 144 for the couple. Oh, okay. For the length of stay. See, that doesn't seem bad at all. No, but sometimes you're so busy on the ship, you know, do you, you know, have, if you don't, used it only twice, it's like, gosh, that was a waste. Uh, yeah. okay. Right. It's one all of right. those things where it's like, are you going to use it every single day? Right. Um, what, what are you going to do? So okay. that makes sense. Um, so that one's um, unique on there. Um, so to me, uh, on that, that's everything leading up to getting on the ship, getting on early. If you've never done it before, or even if you have, um, the kids' club has what's known as an open house. So that allows the kids to go in, try some things out, meet the counselors. The parents could go in with them. And, you know, that's where they'll put the lock on your the kids' um, band and just kind of tell you the rules and all that. And this is, it's just, it's a neat thing. So that's something else that's open right away, just so you can check it out. Yeah. Um, so you do that, you, you, you take your time, you're on early. So, I mean, again, we're on and before you knew it, know it for us, it's one thirty, right? We registered for the 5k, we ate lunch, we changed our dining reservation. You know, we, we, um, went and registered for the spa, for the rainforest room. So we did a bunch of stuff and now more people are coming on the ship, um, for that. But one thirty, we head to our, our cabin our suitcases are outside, so we open it up and, you know, um, bring our suitcases in and we can start unpacking. You also will meet the person who takes care of your cabin at that time. Usually they're walking around. You introduce yourself to them. They see who's in the party. They're going to make sure what time your dining is because um, – so for us, right, they meet us, tell them that we have the – you know. The, well, they thought we had late dining, so we have to tell them that we changed early because when they do the turndown service and stuff in the evening, they do it while you're at dinner. Um, and then our room is a king-size bed, so that's Michelle and I, okay. and then a couch that folds out to a bed and then a bunk that comes out of the ceiling. But so – you know, the room attendant needs to know how many people and will you be using the bunk or not, because that's not down for the whole length of the cruise. They only take it down right when it's needed. Okay. It, you know, just because of space. Um, every, all three cruises we have done, we have had a cabin at the very back of the ship. So if mm -hmm. somebody is booking it, this would be an ocean family state room with veranda. Okay. Um, so we we are not on the side. We are a, a room exactly on the very back of the boat. Um, we had the exact same room the first two ships. I believe we were room 10660. And um, this time we were room 8188. So we were on the eighth deck. And there are five cabins on the very back of the boat. 
the two on the ends are oversized, and then there's three in the middle. Ours is the one in the middle. So when you walk in, you have the bathroom, which is a split bathroom plan. One bathroom is a sink with a um, toilet. The second bathroom is a sink with a shower and a tub shower. Oh, okay. You then have closets to your left. You have your king-size bed. You have a curtain that can separate the room. And then beyond that, you have the couch, which then becomes the bed, the bunk, which pulls out of the ceiling. On the wall, you have a desk, the TV, as well as some storage. There is also a fridge in the room as well um, for you. And then for us, the reason I like this, um, it's an extended balcony. So on this balcony for us, there are two full put-back lounge chairs as well as three chairs and a table. So um, oftentimes if, you know, we go for, you know, people want, it's a busy day, you want to knock off an afternoon nap, I like it because I could go lay out there in the back and if I fall asleep, I just fall asleep outside in the, uh, you know, in the back of the boat. Usually I have some great scenery um, for wherever we are. So, um, so it's a category five E room and we like it a lot. It is a little bit more expensive. So let's talk cost on this. Um, this it's all timing, right? So this, we went the week that many people it would be spring break. So we left on Monday when we came back on Friday, that Friday was good Friday. Yeah. So then two days later was Easter. So, um, <clears throat> that's how our spring break fell. Disney prices accordingly. So if schools are out, these cruises are going to be expensive. If school is not out and you can go kind of in off season, they're going to be expensive, but not as bad. So to give you an idea, this one cost us for four of us for the four nights in that category five E and we booked it far enough in advance about $5,000. Okay. If I would have booked that same cruise and it wouldn't have been while school was out, that would have been, I could have probably got that for anywhere from 28 to 3,200. That's crazy. So there's definitely a premium. So the first two times that we went, we went right the last week of, we went once the last week of May and once early June. And the prices are cheaper because most of the schools, especially up north, are still in. Florida, we're lucky that we get out of school, you know, May, you know, 20 something where most everywhere else in the country are still in. So it, the prices haven't jumped as great yet. Right. Um, but if you're going during the summer, you're going during the holidays, you're going to expect to pay a lot more than if you can go any other time. Um, so we do all that. We meet our um, room attendants. And then there's other things that have to be done on day one. And that is at four o'clock, there is a mandatory evacuation drill. So everybody on their ID cards has a, um, a location that they have to go to. They will go, you will go to this, they will check you in, they will give you some instructions. They will sound the alarm a number of times. And then from there, you are done. 
and um, the sailing away party happens right afterwards. So everybody heads to deck 11, I mean, 11 or 12, and there is a party on the deck with music and sailing away, and you have Mickey and Minnie and the characters on the stage, and it's an outside stage, and suddenly you are pulling away from the dock and you're heading out um, to the open waters. So that is it. Next thing you know, you know, if you have an early seating, it's time to head back, change, and get ready for your seating. Yeah. Um, and so, and then there, you know, after that, now you are in cruise mode. There are Disney has shows each night. So for ours, they have a show called. These are all Broadway caliber shows. They are usually done twice a night. Um, so on Monday night is a show called the Golden Mickey's and the Golden Mickey's is similar to say it's a Disney version of the Oscars, right? But they have, um, Goofy and Snow White, um, Dopey, Tarzan, Ariel, Corella DeVille, Woody Jesse, um, Tony, Luigi, Rapunzel, Simba, Belle, Beast, everybody. And they all do different songs you know, where they are nominated for awards and they come out, do songs or little skits. So that is, um, you know, at 6.15 and 8.30. So if you do the early dinner, you can see the late show. If you do the late dinner, you would see the early show. And the theater is beautiful. Theater is huge. It's beautiful. Um, it has a balcony. It has the lower level. You can get um, drinks and food. Excuse me. They will come and bring them to your seat or you can order it and take it in. Um, so that's the show for night one. Night two is a show called um, Disney's Believe where on um, Disney's Believe. This was one that is um, it, it has a theme to it. But again, this one has Genie in it. Mary Poppins, Pocahontas, Rafiki, um, Princess Tiana. um Prince Philip, Jasmine, uh, Aladdin, Mrs. Potts and Belle and all that. So a lot of that. But again, it's a um, it's a neat show with the help. And it says with the help of Jeannie from Aladdin and a host of Disney's most beloved magic makers, Dr. Greenway learns that magic is real and appears every day in the form of his beloved daughter, Sophia. Um, so, again, twice a night. Wednesday is um they had a magician on board. So usually that's one where it's not a Disney show. They have some special entertainment that comes on board. Um, this one was a magician who Justino and Daniela, they were decent. We watched them. Um, and then the last night they had beauty and the beast, which is the new show. Yeah. Beauty and the beast is actually at two o'clock, six o'clock and eight 30. Um, and beauty and the beast, I think wasn't, it's an hour and 15 minutes or an hour and a half. It's a long show, but amazing. This took the replace of Disney villains tonight, um, which was the old show, but I, I did not look, I won't say I didn't look forward to the show, right? I've seen beauty and the beast, the animated movie. I've seen beauty and the beast, the live action. I've seen beauty and the beast at Hollywood studios. I've seen beauty and the beast everywhere. And I'm like, <laughs> Again, you're replacing a show I liked, and you're putting more Beauty and the Beast. Come on already. 
this show was amazing. I mean, just uh, the effects that they had, the acting on it, the singing, the the plot. uh, Awesome. If you can see this, and this one is on, um, you know, right now, if I look at a thing, Beauty and the Beast is on the Disney Dream, and that is the only ship it is on right now. Um, So if you are in the Dream, you definitely need to see this show. Yeah. So all the boats have different um, activities or shows for it. Okay. So, you know, that to me kind of takes you through day one. If we want to talk a little bit about the ship or characters or any of that, you know, day one character appearances were you had a you get the ticket distribution for the princesses or the frozen beauty great. But the character appearances on day one were Rapunzel, Belle, Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, and Princess Tiana, and they all had different times and locations. And you could go there, meet them, take pictures, get autographs, and all of that. Um, within the boat, you have the kids' clubs. So with the kids' clubs, you have a number of them. So one, you have the Small World Nursery. The nursery is there for children who are under the age of three, and they more than likely are not potty trained. This club, this babysitting service, whatever you want to call it, you cannot drop your kid off there at 10 a.m. and pick him up at midnight. Boo. Right? This is, <laughs> you are you are limited to the number of hours they can be, on, be there for the total cruise. Okay. Um, and it's $9 an hour per child. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, so that one has a cost and that. So a lot of people who I talk to, I mean, I tell them cruise-wise, if I I would recommend you don't take a cruise until you have somebody who's at least three and potty trained. Yeah. Um, I'd probably even say maybe you start getting to five or so is a great age um, for it, just because the kids' clubs they're they're less afraid. Maybe they're already in school. It's a great place for them to go. If you have to do it, just know you got to do planning or you're going to spend a, a lot of time on the cruise, right? Probably not being able to do some of the things because you're taking care of um, the child. But, hey, that's your role right. as a parent. Yeah. There is the um, Oceaneers Club and Oceaneers Lab. <clears throat> These are for ages 3 to, I believe, 12, maybe 11. So the Oceaneers Club, they're connected. So it doesn't matter what one you go to, but there's a check-in desk for each one. So the Oceaneers Club, this is where my kids, so the twins, they're seven. This is where they spend their time. Okay. There's a room that is the Toy Story room. It's It has a, a, a slinky dog play area. It has the RC, the car. It has characters. It has toys. It's just a great kid's room to go and play in. So there's that room they could play in. There's a Disney Infinity Room, where in the Disney Infinity Room, they have every single character for the Disney Infinity game series, and they have games everywhere and TVs, so kids can stand there and play Disney Infinity as much as they want. There is then the Star Wars area. The Star Wars area, you can fly the Millennium Falcon. And this is also... 
in certain as you're flying it, you have different you have video screens, you have everything. I mean, this thing looks awesome. But this is also if you get the right video, you can actually the video is the original video from Star Tours. Oh, that's awesome. That, yeah, so that's what the kids flying the Millennium Falcon through. Ah, nice. So so that's awesome. There is a um another room which is the fairy section or whatever, where it kind of has a tree in it and there's a lot of coloring and stuff that goes on there. There are also set activities in the club that kids could do. And the one thing I missed is there's also a magic play floor. So this is like a video screen floor where they can do different activities. So just to give you an idea, you know, on day one, what was available in the Oceaneers club or lab for kids to do, there was a dance party, the magic play floor, bingo, a memory wall, a Star Wars game, icebreakers, an Aloha Luau, a game, a Foursquare game, Toy Story boot camp, Pluto's pajama party. Um, so characters do come in there. The Toy Story boot camp was hilarious. We went to go get the kids and one of the Green Army men was in there and was having the kids do push-ups and that. It was um, <laughs> it was a riot. So that is open until midnight. Um, for the kids, you can check them in, and they can stay as long as they want. If they want to leave, what does the club do? They send you a text. Okay. Gianna said she would like you to come pick her up. Um, so that's how they stay in touch with you <coughs> for that. Excuse me. And when the kids go in, they put their hands in this machine, which automatically washes and sanitizes their hands. That happens every single time they go in. This also is something you will see everywhere. Every time you walk into a restaurant, they are going to hand you a sanitizer cloth for you to wash your hands. You are wiping your hands every single place on this ship. Nice. So, I mean, uh, they are making sure there are no germs anywhere. Rhonda would Rhonda would greatly appreciate that. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. And um, from the club to the lab on the other side, the lab on the other side now has the drawing tables where they do classes where you can learn how to draw a character, um, other kind of drawing stuff. There's a, um, a, a kitchen-type area in the back with tables where they do science experiments. Um, you know, I know Gianna made, um, I don't know, some squishy stuff a couple times and she wanted to bring it home. So, uh, you know, you could do, um, so they have a lot of activities that they're doing, um, with the kids that kids can either do them or they can just play on their own. They're fine. But let's say that th this is the neatest thing because what those bands do is not only check them in, those bands keep track of where the kids are in those kids clubs. So if I want to go pick up um, Gavin and Gianna, I go and check in. They scan my card, which is my ID card on the boat. It will pull up a picture of each of the kids, and they will tell me. And they will bring me in. I have to clean my hands as well. And they will say, Gianna is in the Toy Story room, and Gavin is in the Star Wars area. Wow. So I go in there and I know exactly where to go to get the kids, right? So it's not I'm hunting through a maze and just yelling, Gianna, where are you? Right? They tell you exactly where the kids are. 
that those bands know where they are at all times. And then when you bring them back in, the kids will scan their bands out and you will be asked a secret word that you gave them to be able to check the kids out. So kids could never check out on their own and nobody else could go and take, take them. That's awesome. Um, so you have, you know, so you have that with the, with the kids clubs, um, for that recreation, you have two pools. You actually have more than that. And that's is where we found, well, let's go back to the kids club. Um, there's another thing for kids who are like, a, um, 11 to 14 or that a place called edge that's on deck 13. Um, I've never had anybody in that age group when we've taken the cruise, but Edge does their own thing. And there's a lot of video game stuff there um, in that. So that's 11 to 13 plus stuff for girls. Vibe. Vibe is on deck four. So the other kids' camps are on deck five. Vibe is on deck four. That is now for ages 14 to 17. Johnny did this when he was 17. Loved it. They have their own area, their own pool. They have a smoothie bar. They got games and TVs, it, and they do stuff. So while the other kids' clubs go till midnight, the teen one here, the 14 to 17, goes till like 2 in the morning. Okay. They, play dodge, they play dodgeball at midnight and stuff. Ah, that's awesome. They have a bl- yeah, they have a blast. Um, and then there is a, another club called the 18 to 20 Society. And it's for anybody who's 18, 19, or 20 years old. Years old. It doesn't have a dedicated room. Usually they meet at the coffee bar, and they make plans for what they would like to do on the cruise. So that kind of takes care of the youth activities. If we go to the pool, here's what you got for the pool. You have the aqueduct. The aqueduct is the water coaster. It goes out over the edge of the boat, back around and everything. Um, this can be a long wait. Here's the one thing on a nice day, especially the day at sea, if the weather is nice, you will know there are 4,000 people on the ship at the pool area, right? (laughs) The the chairs are gone. The pools are crowded. This aqueduct could get weights of, I've seen it above 60 minutes. Oh, wow. No fast pass, obviously. No fast pass, and you are. They, it's a raft with two people. It's a blast. Yeah. Now, here's what I'll tell you, cruise wise. And again, this is us. We live in Florida. We've had an unseasonably cool spring. Yeah. Or cool start to the year, right? It's already April, and you know, even the pool at my house hasn't get gotten to seventy degrees. You know, last weekend it got to 70, and then Sunday the high temperature was like 62, right? So it's nothing we've even been able to use yet. Yes. That was our most disappointing thing in this cruise, and where Michelle and I said we will never go this early in the year again. Mm-hmm. No different than when we went to Castaway Key. The ocean water is still cool, yeah. at least to us. The kids don't care. Their teeth will chatter. Their lips will turn blue. If you are from a <laughs> northern city— and again, fine. you you believe that sixty is shorts and yep. a tank top. Floridians, sixty is a winter coat and long <laughs> pants. So, I I got in the ocean water up to my ankles. Right, it was just I wasn't getting in any further. You know, the kids were swimming in it. I wasn't. 
Um, Michelle never got really in the water. She got somewhat in the water in the ocean, but she never got in the pool on the boat or in the aqueduct other than the hot tub yeah. at all, at all. So, um, they, so that was it. So weather was, this trip was very windy every day and we had some overcast days. We had some sunny days. Um, and, and again, Disney doesn't do anything with the weather. I understand that it's a crap shoot. Um, but we'd rather take the chance at the end of May or early June sure. than we would in March again. Yep. Um, you know, to, to us, especially for the cost. Now I did ride the aqueduct, um, day two when the boat docks in Nassau, we don't get off. Um, we use that as a day to do everything, let everybody else get off. There's nothing there. I've been to Nassau before. I don't care about many of the port adventures. So many of the port adventures are even going to Atlantis and swimming there or going to Blue Lagoon. Hey, all that's wonderful. And if you want to pay for that, there are a ton of opportunities to do those um, types of activities. We want to stay on the boat. And so we stayed on the boat. It was windy. It was overcast. But there was absolutely no line on the aqueduct. So I rode it eight times in a row. Nice. <laughs> I rode it four with Gianna, four with Gavin. So it was Gianna. She would get off, freeze her little behind, go down into the pool. I would be standing up on deck with the wind just blowing against me, freezing solid. After about four times, I couldn't feel anything anymore, so it didn't matter. Gavin would come up. I'd ride it with him. He'd get off. He'd go down. She'd come up. So I did that. And the last time I rode it, like, I got to the top of the stairs. And, I mean, you know, the girl who was doing the boats up there is just laughing. And I'm like, this is it. It's the last time. You know, she's like, I'm not giving you the speech anymore. Right? They give you the same speech. Yeah. But, I mean, there was – I never waited more than two people in front of us to get on where there's times you wait for that thing. And this, because of the weather, um, I, I think in the morning – in the morning or evening is the best time to ride aqueduct, and the best time to ride it, obviously, is when the boat is in port somewhere where people can be off the boat. It just yeah. limits the number of people that are around. Yeah. Um, so you have the aqueduct. There is then two pools on deck 11. There is Donald's pool and Mickey's pool. Donald's pool is a little bit deeper, um, and then Mickey's pool is more of a splash thing. I'd say maybe it's three feet deep, maybe not even that deep. Um, but obviously a lot for the kids, there's a Nemo's reef area, which maxes out kids, I believe at age eight or a certain height. Um, but this is just a dedicated area that's closed in that has like a little kitty slide. It has a lot of water fountains that shoot up out of the ground and it's a fun little splash area. Um, for kids, there is then a quiet cove pool that is for people 18 and older. Um, so that's your adult area. No kids. They have a pool. There is a, um, a funnel puddle pool pool. Try and say that there is puddle, a funnel funnel, funnel puddle, puddle pool, pool. um, <laughs> on, deck, on deck 12, which is, um, it's above the adult quiet pool, but it's another area that 
seems to be a little bit hidden out of the way. So it's a nice thing if you have want a little splash pool um, for some of the little kids. And then there's also Satellite Falls. This is an area that Michelle and I had never seen before. So Satellite Falls is deck 13 on the front of the ship. And what there's an enclosed area, which is only for concierge guests. But beyond that, there are the huge satellites that the ship has. There is a pool underneath a couple of those satellites. It's not a big pool, one you're not really swimming in, one you're sitting in, but it also has a little waterfall feature, and you can just sit back on the front of the boat and watch where you are going. It's awesome. There are tons of chairs, and that area was completely empty. Why? Maybe partly because of the weather, but two, hey, it was our third cruise, and the first time we had ever even seen it or made it up to that area, I doubt very many people even know it exists. (laughs) And there's there's a nice bar up there. So you can go and get a nice drink and sit there. Um, and even bar. Bar prices aren't bad. Yes, you're paying for alcohol. But, like, they do mimosas for $4.50 until noon. What? Wow. So um, whether you get them at breakfast or whether you get them at one of the bars outside or even one of the bartenders walking around. So, wow. you know, they do run some drink specials and that. So I wouldn't say that drinks are really outrageous. I mean, I... You know, not you know to me, not too bad. There are some exceptions, but not too bad. So that takes care of the pools. Recreation. There's a nine-hole miniature golf course that goes around the outside of um, the ship, which is fun. And each hole has an area, one for kids, one for adults. So you know, you, your hole. So hole number one. The kids putt from one area, the adults from somewhere else, and the adults is a little bit tougher than the kids. Um, But it's fun. It's a great layout um, with a lot of hazards, and it's goofies. Um, You know, miniature golf. There is sports simulators. These you do rent, and I believe you rent them for 30 minutes at a time. And the sports simulators are you can play video golf. Right where you hit a golf ball into the giant screen mm-hmm. and play 18 holes of golf at some course anywhere you want in the world. Nice. Um, or Johnny and I did it last time where you can pick amongst games, and the games could be football, baseball, soccer. And so like baseball, you're throwing a ball as hard as you can up against the screen, and it's telling you the speed, but also you're, be- you're pitching against like Goofy and trying to strike him out. So that's fun. Those do fill up. So that is something you probably want to book before you get on the cruise to be able to have access to that. Um, There's the fitness center, which is part of the spa, but the fitness center is there. But then you also do have for recreation, the midship detective agency. If people have listened to our podcast before, they have heard us recently talk about sorcerers of the magic kingdom. Right, the game that you play where you get the cards and you go up and to different magic windows and you try and defeat the villains. <clears throat> the midship detective agency, there are two different games. One is a Muppets game, one is a Mickey's game. We did the Muppets one. This is the first time we did it. So what the game does is it gives you a starting video. It gives you a big sheet of, let's see... 
12, 17 different Muppet characters. You have to find out who's the one that committed the crime. Nice. What you do is you have a card. And there are. this takes place on decks 2 through 10. It will tell you with this card, you go up to certain framed art, hold your card up, and the art comes to life. Huh. Where now you get watch a video, it will give you clues, you keep track of the clues, and then it will tell you where to go next. So to complete this, it took, again, it took us two days. Um, yeah. The first day we probably played it for maybe 30 to 40 minutes. And then the second day we played it for probably another half hour. So it's a good game. Um, it's neat. The videos are neat. The kids love doing it. Um, I enjoyed it. That It was, it was fun um, for it. But also to give you an idea, this ship is big. I, my, right, if you have a, an iPhone, and I don't know about Samsung or anybody else, but iPhone keeps track of your steps. We were on a boat, right? I did not do less than 12,000 steps any day I was on that boat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the size of a park. Yeah. So, I mean, and again, it's like, okay, well, I'm walking from the where our cabin was in the back. I'm walking to the front to go to the theater. Oh, wait, I'm walking to the back to go to the pool. Wait, I'm walking here. Um, <clears throat> there are also three elevator banks. I didn't bring this up. But there are the front, the middle, and the rear elevator banks. And each one are four elevators. Um, you will know also how busy the ship is at dinner time. <laughs> yeah. Right, at those elevator banks. Um, so if there are periods of time you can take the stairs, it makes sense. <clears throat> but otherwise... The elevator banks do, they work very efficiently, but they get very crowded at the peak times. Um, and then there is shopping on the boat. Now, shopping is only open when the boat is not docked somewhere. And I think most of the shops, depending on the day, they're open usually from maybe 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. <laughs> and there's a jewelry shop, there's a Mickey Main sale. There's um, yeah, just some, I'd say four or five different shops, excuse me, that you can buy things in. Um, the merchandise I thought related to the cruise was actually pretty thin this time. Okay. Um, now, Castaway Key has their own shops as well. And I thought some of the merchandise that you can only buy on Castaway Key was really good this time. Mm -hmm. Um. Now, Let's for, talk. for those that don't know what Castaway Key is, <coughs> what exactly is Castaway Key? So Castaway Key is Disney's private island. Mm -hmm. This is uh, many, many ships have a private island or a place that they go to that's special or unique, right? Instead of just going to Jamaica or the Keys or, you know, Nassau or whatever. Right. What's unique about Disney with Castaway Key is they are the only cruise line that goes there. They own the island, and they are allowed, and they built it to dock at the island. Most other mm -hmm. cruise lines, you will you'll tender some, you'll be somewhere out at sea, anchored, and then you have to take a tender to the island. Hmm. This you walk off the boat. 
and wow. you can take a tram to the other side of the beach or whatever. So Castaway Key is awesome. So Castaway Key, there is a kids club on Castaway Key. The kids sign in no different than they do on the boat. So there's a they play games in the beach and the water and all kinds of stuff. So they have a a place that they can go if they choose to. You have the beach if you want to get some sun or you want to play in the water. You can snorkel. Disney snorkeling gear is not cheap. Um, <laughs> I, I will say I will say that. But people who are doing it always say that the um, Disney puts a lot of things in the water for you to see. <laughs> but the fish are also very plentiful and colorful there. Okay. All right. There are two things floating in the water that the kids could play on. One is the plunge, which are two slides, high-speed slides that drop the kids into the ocean. They're fun. You have to kind of swim out to the deck and then climb up the thing and go down the slides. Um, it's a lot of fun. Just for your kids, realize they're going to be going under the salt water the way that this thing drops you off. Mm. Um and then there's another one where it's like a different platform which has a rope climb and that where they climb over and ultimately they're just going to fall into the water. There's a place to play basketball. You can rent tubes and just float around nice. in the in the water. You can rent bicycles and explore the island on bike. You have the cabanas. You can get spa treatments out there. So you can get oh, Wow. Um, they have some cabanas where they do massages and everything out there where you can get that taken care of. Um, let's see. Castaway Key also, you will eat lunch out there, and they do a great um, barbecue lunch um, with a lot of different things um, you know, to choose from. You know, Different chicken, burgers, hot dogs, fish, sides, everything um, for that. There are characters that come out where they Mickey and Minnie in bathing suits and all that. Hmm. Um, and there are so many great picture spots because the boat is docked right there. And one thing about the Disney cruise ships, they are beautiful. It's amazing. Like when you, when we pulled into Nassau, there was a, there were two ships on each side of us. We pulled and docked in between both of them. Yeah. The number of people who come off, you know, who come to those boats to the side to just watch a Disney ship pull in or pull out <laughs> is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you look at their boats and it's like, eh, those are nice. I don't know if I'd ever get on them, but you know, those are nice. I mean, it's there, there, there's a little bit of envy, um, to me from people when they see some of those, Oh yeah. there, there are a number of bars on the Island as well. So if you want to sit and have a drink or that, there's a, a couple of good islands, there are, um, and then there's the different shopping and that, that you can do in some stores there. Um, plenty to do. It's fun. I believe that's a, you're off the boat at nine. You have to be back on by three forty-five, I believe is the time or four o'clock. Um, so they have to have everybody off the boat by then. Here's some things I'll say. You're the crew on these boats. They work. They are amazing, but they work hard. So in just our different times of talking to them, this time we talked to um, 
it, you know, a couple different ones, but they sign contracts to be on these boats. Mm-hmm. Almost all cruise lines do not register in the United States. So all Disney sh- ships are registered to the Bahamas. Okay. Why? Well, there's some different reasons, but one of the biggest reasons is they do not have to abide by um, U.S. labor laws. So there are many nationalities of employees on the boat, but to me, very few of them are American. So we were talking with our bartender who he was just wrapping up and he was actually disembarking the boat the same exact day we were. He was so excited. We saw him a few times, got to meet with a great guy, but his contract was seven months. So he worked every single day for seven months. No days off, no days off, right? You work every single day. And these people, especially the food ones or whatever, they do a lot of um, work in the morning. Maybe they have time to rest during the afternoon and then they work at night. Or when the boat pulls up the Castaway Key, many of them have to work on the island. Um, so they get off there in the island, and maybe, it, you know, uh, this bartender, he was also one of the bartenders on the island. So he's there while the bar's open, and then gets back on board, has a couple hours, and then he's back setting up his bar, and he's back open at night until whatever time. So these contracts, right, they're five, six, seven months in length. They work every single day. There is not a day off. Wow. Um, and then they get off. And for him, he was from some, somewhere in Asia. It might even been the Philippines. So, I mean, it was going to take him. We got off the boat on Friday. He would get home on Sunday. One, because of the travel, and also the day, time change. They were 12 hours ahead. Um, so while we got home on Friday, he would actually get home and see his family for the first time in seven months on Sunday um, because of travel. And then he would be home for six weeks, and then he would be back on the boat for another seven months. Um, so makes you think, especially for me, somebody who travels a lot, I'm away from my family, um, quite a bit, but I'm not away for seven straight months. Um, so they, it, it's interesting. You could go on board online and look at their crew quarters and different things. They have crew quarters. They, the food they eat is tends to be different than the food you eat as a guest. You know, they get different type of food. Um, it's a way that they, you could make decent money and you really have no place to spend it. One of the things we did find out is Disney actually does charge them for their internet access. Now, they get a discount, but for a lot of them, that's the only way they communicate back home. Yeah. And so, you know, a couple of us were saying the couple of them were saying that the internet access on Castaway Key is amazing. So they tend to all get off there even if they're not working because they get to use the internet. <laughs> where a lot of them feel that um, Disney throttles the internet on them on the boat so that they don't spend too much time video chatting or whatever back home. Yeah. Um, in that, so it, you know, it's just interesting. So, you know, the person who does your room, right. 
They make it up in the morning. They turn it down at night, and they have a section of rooms. Um, the some of these people, and I, I don't know what they get paid, but there are four people who you can who get tips on the cruise. Hmm. Okay, so the the four people on the tips are your server for meals. There's an assistant server. There is a head server. And then there's your stateroom host. They, the recommended tip is per day per person and you can prepay it. So I just call up ahead of time and just call up the Disney cruise line, say, here's my reservation number. I would like to prepay my gratuities and I give them a credit card over the phone. They take care of it. And then I don't worry about it or have to worry about carrying extra cash for it. Okay. But for four, four of us, for four nights, right, Monday through Friday, our server, he received $64. Our assistant server received $48. Those two were the two who took care of us for our meals. Okay. And I'll talk about this when we talk about food, but one thing that's unique about Disney is you have the same servers every single night, no matter what dining room you're in. Right. 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 They do rotational dining. So you move restaurants by night and your servers follow you. Okay. Your head server, he got $16 because he pretty much just comes over once a night and says, is everybody doing okay? Yeah. Good. <laughs> so, and then your stateroom host $64 as well. Okay. We gave our stateroom host extra money. We gave the assistant server extra money because she did an amazing job, our stateroom host. She was awesome. And, I mean, she just did a great job, took great yeah. care of us. And our assistant server gave us as much service, as not, if not more, than our regular server. So we gave him some extra that we really felt he should be equal with the other one. Um. So, I, I mean, not, you know, those are the, they work tirelessly. They are there for you. Now they, um, they do a great job. It's the service. It, I know you talked about it, but it's like, I just feel that the service that you get on the cruise line is tops any of the service that you get in the parks. Oh, it sounds like it. Yeah. I mean, just it, it just it's almost like anything you could ask for, they're there for you. Yeah. Um, and, and they do a good job, and they just, I mean, they they work a lot. Yeah. So, um, so it's interesting, but um, so that that to me, the, so that's Castaway Key, Castaway Key, Disney's private island, the boat tenders, I mean, just docks right there, and when that boat pulls away. I get the view because I am on the very back. I am always standing against my back railing, watching us pull out away from the island. I get great pictures, but that is the uh, saddest day. If if the cruise <laughs> went just there, or it went there, and there are some cruises that double dip, where you get Castaway Key twice on your itinerary. Oh, okay. Um, but if it just went there, um. I, I would do it in a heart. I mean, that that I don't take me anywhere else. Just take me there. It's just it's beautiful. It's pristine. And then the other thing, um, so about a hundred people live 
on the island for Disney. Um, that week, the island was going to be used four out of the seven days. Oh, wow. So those people take care of getting everything done, um, of cleaning the island, you know, getting things ready, cleaning, um, just the whole ball of wax. So about 100 people live on that island. And I actually found some great YouTube videos as well, which kind of shows it oh, yeah. some of the fun they have and the work that they do. But they work hard while the boat's there. When the boat's done, I mean, they got they have to wash the beach tiles. They got to clean the beach, make sure the chairs are there, fix anything, you know, do it all. And so about 100 people live on the island. And then they do get the help of many of the crew as well when the people docked and were there. Yeah. That'd be a cool job. I think. I think if you were sing <laughs> single right out of school, it'd Perfect. be a blast Definitely. for a couple of years. Oh, yeah, man, that would be cool. Yeah. So, um, I'm not sure what else there is for me to cover. That's. I mean, this has been amazing. Like, and you and I have talked Disney cruises before, because again, this is your third cruise. Like. But this, yeah, this is so much great info about everything. I'm really excited next episode to dive into the food, um, which obviously I will be most excited about. But And I know you guys had some incredible food experiences. So you want to uh, give a little teaser just to get people excited about what's next? I had one of the most incredible steaks oh. you will ever hear about. All two ounces of it. <laughs> oh, and this wasn't at the uh, Canada Pavilion for Food and Wine Fest? <laughs> this was <laughs> I'm not. I'm so confused. <laughs> this was not. Oh, awesome. Well, I'm, ex- I'm really excited to talk food next episode. That's going to be good. But um, so is it, I guess one last question would be, and because I know we talked about this before, and now, you know, you guys did not book another cruise. But there are advantages to booking uh, cruises while you're still on your current cruise, correct? There are kind of like a bounce so, back rate as if you were at Walt Disney World. So let's so let's talk about it. So here was the offer while we were on board. Okay, I'm trying to find it real quick. Ten um, percent discount. Okay. Stateroom credit up to two hundred dollars. Okay. And a reduced deposit. So maybe instead of having a deposit of 25%, you have a deposit of 10 or 15%. Okay. Um, the stateroom credit of up to $200 is really you're booking a longer cruise and paying a lot of money. So we did the bounce back once, which was great. Michelle had plenty of wine. We went and we agreed to another one. <laughs> um, and we kind of got like that. Us. And our, our stateroom credit was 100 bucks at that time, Okay. Um, which is nice. But I wouldn't say it's an amazing thing. You know, one thing, you know, that I didn't touch on, right? So here, here's a couple of rapid fire things. So I told you the characters for day one, but just to give you an idea of the characters that are on the ship, character day two, Minnie Mouse, Doc McStuffin, Princess Sophia, Jake, Stitch, Captain Hook, Pluto, Peter Pan, Goofy, Donald Duck, Mickey Mouse, Belle, wow. Rapunzel, Daisy, Cinderella, Chip and Dale. Um, Man. The next one, I forgot the most important thing about this ship. Pirate Knight. Yeah. So Pirate Knight matches up with Castaway Key. 
pirate night. Um, when you get to your room, you will have pirates of the Caribbean bandanas on your bed for everybody in your party. Um, we brought clothes for the kids to dress up many. I mean, lots, lots of people dress up for this night. Nice. Right. There are a lot. I mean, so not only are all the employees dressed up in pirate gear, I mean, a ton of the passengers are dressed up. It is a festive night. Everything is themed to the night to pirates. There is a show on deck with um, Mickey, Minnie, Captain Hook, and all that. That one takes place about, it's between the two dinners. So I'd say it's like between 7 and 7.30. Um, So there's that show that takes place outside on the deck. Then there's another show that starts at 10.30 at night. This show has Captain Jack Sparrow... And everything there, um, and, uh, you know, everybody who's trying to get a certain thing from him, and it's a whole show. The show is maybe about 10 minutes long, but the show ends with Jack saying, let's light up the sky, Uh and then you sit there and you watch the fireworks. So Disney is the only cruise ship, a cruise line, that is allowed to carry live fireworks on board. And so on pirate night, you have a, you're watching fireworks like you're watching them in the magic kingdom. And it's a great show. They shoot them off from the two funnels, um, with the music and everything going on. And it's just awesome. I mean, it's, you know, it's 1045 at night, the sea is pitch black and I mean, fireworks are just, you know, just blasting off nonstop yeah. off the side of the boat. And they're literally um, coming off of the boat. They're not on like yes. a separate, that's insane. No. They're off the boat. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, I heard they're the only, like, cruise line that's allowed to do that. I don't think I realized they were actually off the boat. For some reason, I thought they were always docked at Castaway Key, and that's where they were, like, shooting them off from. But, man, how cool is that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it it is. uh, It's awesome. That's outstanding. So, yeah, so Pirate, Pirate Night's cool. Um, this time we skipped, I think we were shopping or doing something. So we skipped the one with Mickey and Minnie and everything, but the, uh, the Jack Sparrow one is actually pretty neat. I mean, it's a, uh, yeah. it's a blast. Oh yeah. Especially when you're out in the actual Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. perfect. So, um, man, that is, that is cool. This has been oh, crazy. So now one more thing. Yeah. Getting off the boat. It is a sad time. Of course. You are given, so um, you will tag, they will leave new tags for your bags. You will put them outside your room by 1030 the night before you disembark. So anything you would like to carry, keep, no different than your carry-on or small roller bag, but any other suitcases you will put outside your stateroom by 1030. You will collect those the next morning through customs. And then the only thing that's available for you that last day of the cruise is breakfast. If you are part of the early dining seating during your cruise, so you have the 545 dining time, then if you eat breakfast, you will eat in the dining room at 645 a.m. And then you will be expected to leave the ship. If you have the 830 dining 
you will have breakfast at 8 a.m. 8 a.m. and then you will be expected to leave the ship right after that. Room service is not available. The buffet is available, but it's not a full buffet like it was for the whole cruise. It's kind of limited in what's available. They want you off quickly. So, <laughs> um, and again, they're turning that boat over because, again, you're getting off and they're allowing new people to board the boat at 11, 11.30. So what is the, um, what's the itinerary difference? I mean, obviously you're talking, what were you saying, um, what is it, four days compared to three days? So three days you lose the day at sea. So okay. if, you do the, right. if you do the Friday to Monday, Friday you sail away and you're just sailing. Saturday, Nassau, Sunday, Castaway Key, Monday, back at Port Canaveral. Okay. And then Monday's cruise leaves. Day, Monday, you sail away. Tuesday, Nassau, Wednesday, Port, Wednesday, Castaway Key. Thursday, your day at sea. And then Friday, get off the boat. Okay. All right. So you're yeah, not, for the, yeah, for that, for the dream. Okay. So that's not too bad of a difference then. Um and we didn't even talk about all the other activities. Michelle and I, one night, we went and went to one of the bars and did a um, 80s music trivia. Right? Nice. They have 80s music trivia. They have 90s music trivia. They do um, out there. There's theater on the boat. Um, the movie theater on the boat will show... So for this cruise, they were showing A Wrinkle in Time, Coco, Black Panther, Last Jedi. Oh, wow. And um, I think that was it. So and so let's say Black Panther, since that's the most recent movie. Yeah. If Black Panther opens in movie theaters on Friday, if you are on the ship on a Friday, you will see Black Panther. And that's just included. Yep, that's just included. Um. So you do. So you have the movie theater there. You have. There are other things you can do. Michelle and I did a couple's a massage. Mm-hmm. You know, so that is one thing we did. The view is amazing when you do it. I mean, it is just a big giant picture window out front of just gorgeous blue water, and um, you got yourself a great um, massage. That to me was well worth it. They do cooking things on boat. If you're a Disney Vacation Club member, they have a welcome reception for you with free drinks, um, the opportunity to win some prizes, and they also have Mickey there to get pictures with the kids. And that's pretty small because it's only DVC. They, um, one of the, my favorite things, and we watch this on every ship, um, every cruise we've done, is Jack Jack's Incredible Diaper Dash. Oh, I've heard so, about that. <laughs> This is awesome. They take the kids who are in diapers who could only crawl. And in the main lobby um, there, they put out a track and there will be one parent on one side, the other parent on the other side. And they do two heats or as many kids as they can get. And um, they win prizes in that. And I mean, it's hilarious. The the person who was calling at this time was a riot (laughs) and um, it was really good. Disney cruises don't have don't have gambling, right? So there are no slot machines, but they do bingo. Okay. Um, so there are different bingo stuff in there. There are games of knowing your family. They do Jedi training um, for the kids as well. So there's a um, 
a lot to do as you go through those itineraries. And, um, I mean, there's karaoke, there's adult, it, we didn't talk about the clubs. There's a whole section of bars on the boat wow. called the, called the district. So there's the evolution bar, which is kind of the nightclub dance club type place, a place called, um, I believe it's called the district and the district is kind of, I won't say upscale, but it's kind of a cozy little bar. It has a video screen behind the bartender, and about every 15 minutes, the scene changes, and it almost looks like it's a live scene of Chicago, New York, Hong Kong, Paris. Um, and then the bar menu matches that. So there are drinks for Chicago. There are drinks for Paris. There are drinks. So wow. um, that's neat. There's a champagne bar. That's where we spend plenty of time because Michelle loves the – um, Moet ice champagne mm -hmm. and you get a popsicle in the glass um, with it and yeah. so that's a nice room that's kind of pink with a lot of it, it, the glass work that looks like bubbles um, for it there is a sports bar with TVs all over the place so if you want to catch a game or do anything they have all of that going on there um, for it so great bar areas if that's something that you'd like to do while the kids at night the kids are in um, kids camp or you go to pick the kids up and they say we don't want to leave which is happens quite frequently and it's like well what do we do well we'll go somewhere and have a drink um so the the bar areas are awesome on the ship um for that and a piano bar as well um so different places like that that you can go to and I know I'm missing more stuff. Room service. We'll talk about that. Remind me about room service on the uh, okay food. When we talk about yeah, food. Yeah. Yep. Well, you you already said piano bar, so I'm sold on that. Is anything like jelly well, rolls or no, no, not like so. It's not like single piano jelly rolls. Yeah, single right. piano. That's okay. And just playing. I would but, still um, watch it, but. All right, so let's. All right, we'll wrap up here in a minute, but let's just say, and I'm trying to compare, like. Obviously, you can't compare a um, a cruise stateroom to a potentially Walt Disney World, just a studio room. But if you could, um, and let's just say you had an opportunity to spend a Monday through Friday uh, at Walt Disney World in maybe a, let's say, a, um, a contemporary room or a Grand Floridian. Um, and you obviously you have a park hopper and maybe you have the opportunity to make some good reservations for food or you have a chance to go on the Disney dream or, or competing, you know, Disney cruise line for Monday through Friday. How do you weigh those two? Which one for you? Let's say they cost the exact same price. Which one would you pick? And I know wow. that's very weighted because you can't really line up the pricing, but if you could compare them apples to apples, which do you think would actually be better for a family that's never done either? I think if you've never done either, you, you're doing Disney. You're okay. not doing the cruise. Okay. Uh, I just, while the cruise is great and special, you're doing Disney because the rides, the attractions, yeah. Walt, okay. um, it, you know, the hotels and all that. The, these rooms, I, I think, yeah. I want to say, if I'm correct, my room is 200, the cruise ship is 290 square feet. Okay. It's small. Yeah. But 
you're really only in it to sleep. Right. I mean, we there. You're not hanging out in your room. You're not. You are out of your room. Right. Other than to sleep, so it fits the bill, but it's small. If okay. you were, you, it's. I mean, it's. I, I mean, I to me, it, it, again, if we looked up the square footage of All Star, those rooms are bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um. So it's so it's a tight it's a tight area, but. The cruise is great because it's you do as much as you want, as little as you want, and you are weighted on hand and foot. Yeah. Um. And as 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 much as I can say this, if this was a crowded cruise and it was four thousand people, the only time to me you feel it is if you are on the pool deck on the at sea day, because the pool is packed with kids and parents have all the lounge chairs. Right. Um, otherwise, to me, I never really felt like it was crowded, like I would feel sometimes on, you know, Main Street, you know, walking around. Right. So this is an it's it's a great, great thing where, you know, if you don't want to add anything on, you're just paying for the cruise and everything's included. Yeah. Um, or you can add more and. Um, so just to give you an idea, based upon stuff we did, and we want to get into it, we ended up doing another oh, twelve to thirteen hundred dollars of cost. Okay, all right. Massage, rainforest room, our upscale dinner, which we'll talk about on the next cruise, yeah. um, drinks, and souvenirs, and that. Okay. So all right. Um, so yeah, so it's a it, it to me go off season if it's possible and if you limit your spending, it could be to me affordable and it's a great great time. Um, they do everything they can to uh, to, to make you think like they, they they don't make you think that hey you're just another guest who's here for three nights or four nights and let's get through you because we got another group coming in in a few days. Right. Um, it it's like you're the only person that's ever sailed on the ship before. That's awesome. And the ship, the cleanliness of the ship is unreal. I bet. I bet. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just areas you go to. Michelle and I walked around one night of just trying to look and see and do some areas we hadn't seen before. And it's just like I, I we were in some area which was almost like the walking track type thing where you're walking past some areas that people just don't go past you know there's yeah. no need to be there right and you see how clean it was <laughs> and you're like it it was it's amazing yeah. um how a ship that's in the water 365 days a year and going 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 it's difficult to find Something to say, wow, that looks bad. They need some attention. Oh, yeah. Even the, the, the restrooms. I, I, you know, almost every restroom on that ship that's in a public space, every time I went in, there's an attendant in there spending all his time cleaning it. <laughs> Jeez. Just making sure. I mean, it is just that that ship is spotless. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, cool. And then, hey, you got your TV in your room? Your TV you have access to tons of movies, on-demand movies, Marvel, animated ones, Disney ones. I mean, 
tons of stuff there. So if there's times you're just kicking back or, you know, resting, you got access to tons of movies. You have a channel on there where you get the view of what they see off the bridge. You get the another one where it plots and shows you the weather, the boat, where you are, but it also shows you where every Disney cruise boat is. Oh, yeah. So, you know, that's kind of neat. And then it has a DVC channel, uh, the Disney cartoon channel, you know, where those Mickey cartoons that go nonstop, you know, when you're in the hotel and that. Right. So uh, they have all of that on board as well as your regular, you know, national channels and stuff. So um, there's uh, definitely neat things to do. You, um, you know, it just, you know, you're going to, Hey, it's, it's a blast. And Michelle and I will do another one. So while we haven't booked one, we will do another one, but from, we will do a longer one. We yeah. both said we'd like to try like a seven day. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we've done the three and four night. We'd like to try one longer, um, just to have even more time to just relax and kick back. And I wouldn't mind trying another ship. Sure. Right. Oh, yeah. We've the dream only does this three and four nights. We've done it three times. Okay. We've done it. A lot of the stuff to us was the same. We'd like to try a different itinerary and a different ship. I bet. Yeah. I just, I want to try any itinerary in any <laughs> trip. So that is definitely on our list. This is, I love this information. Like, you have really like set it up for people to truly understand everything that's involved um, down to every little aspect, which is so, so cool. Uh, I'm really excited to get into the food next episode. Like I thought I was going to be more excited because we had talked about splitting this up and I was like, I'm really excited to hear about the food. And, and this blew me away. Like all the detail and everything. Oh man, this is, yeah, and p as people, as you listen, if you have questions and stuff, you know, um, Jeremy will tell you how to send us questions, Yep. but we'll be happy to take an episode in the future, um, and answer more of your specific questions about the cruise. Yeah. I mean, we'll do the best that you, we can on it. Um, because I know there's plenty that I left off, um, for it, but if you have specific questions, feel free to, to ask away and, um, we will be happy to answer those in a future, um, episode. Yeah. And if, yeah, and if we don't want to devote a specific episode to just the cruise again, we can totally do like a mailbag episode. Um, of course, people can hit us up on Facebook, uh, on Twitter at MainSTMagic. Um, if you want, shoot emails to magic at MainSTMagic.com uh, about anything you want, including cruise line questions. Um, and we'll be happy to answer them in a future episode. It'll be kind of a, um, I guess a, I mean, everybody calls it mailbag. We'll figure out a cooler name for it, I guess, but, um, email bag. I don't know, but we'll, uh, we'll definitely answer some questions. So next episode, we're going to talk all about the food. Uh, some of your, your extra, uh, food activities, I guess that you experienced and, um, I'm really looking forward to it. So thank you, John, for all of the information, uh, as always, you can go ahead and subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play. And if you can, please leave us a rating and review. Uh, it's just going to help the show grow. That's all we got. We'll see you real soon.